Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us once again on LJN Radio, your source for business and employment-related topics, often giving you an inside look at some various industries. I'm your host, Tim Muma, and today you're listening to Moving Up the Ladder. We're speaking with Matt Kempel as we examine the comedy industry. We're taking a look at really what it entails and what you need to succeed. Now, Matt is the founder of the Milwaukee Comedy Festival. He's also the live events producer for Milwaukee Comedy, so he clearly has his finger on the pulse of the entertainment and comedy scene, especially in the Milwaukee area. Matt, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Well, I think the first place to start off, you know, a lot of people always ask, where do these guests come from? What do they do exactly? Uh, you mentioned to me before we started here that you actually quit your job to really dive into this area full-fledged. So give us an idea of how that came about and really what you are doing right now. Sure. I've always had a background in the arts, whether it was working on stage or behind the scenes. And that was just something I was really interested in. And uh, I was working for a theater company in town full-time as their marketing manager Mm -hmm. and started the comedy festival had been going on for a number of years, but it had been getting bigger and bigger. And uh, we started to produce more live events throughout the year, not just waiting until the comedy festival came up. So it was one of those things that uh, it it was sort of a leap of faith in a way and just (laughs) kind of wondering, you know, should I do this? Should I not? And it just kind of came down to, well, let's give it a try. Right. Yeah. It's been a few years and it's so far so good. (laughs) Well, I think it's interesting because I'm sure when people hear comedy, your comedy industry, their immediate thought just goes to either stand-up or sitcoms in some way. I mean, that's kind of the idea. But can you give us a sense of what really goes into the idea of the comedy industry and some of the events that you might producing that goes beyond what a lot of people might think of? Sure. And for us, our company specifically, we don't do just stand-up. We also incorporate sketch comedy, which is, you know, sort of like what a sitcom does or Mm -hmm. like a Saturday Night Live or Mad TV kind of format. Right. And improv um, as well, where, you know, we're putting shows together and the comedy you're seeing on stage is being made up right there on the spot. Mm -hmm. So what we try to do to be a unique company is, is take those different elements of comedy and try to put them together in a unique way. So some of our shows are just stand up or just improv, et cetera. But a lot of times we like to combine those different formats together and have, a, you know, somebody open up with stand up, go into an improv set, you know, and then we'll have a sketch group close it out or something like that. Sure. So to, to put all those puzzle pieces together, as I like to say, is really what producing is all about. It's, it's taking different types of comedy and saying, you know, does this work well with this type? Is this the right kind of a feel that we want to put for the show, mm-hmm. you know? Sometimes comedy can be raunchy, it can be clean, it, there's there's all these different categories. Right. And a lot of the challenge can kind of be finding a unique group of performers that work really well together or, you know, potentially could work really well together. Sure. And that's the fascinating part I see in it is, of course, you do have the different performers, as you mentioned, that you're going to be looking into and seeing how they fit. Uh, and then there's also the role that you're playing and, and people in your position where you're trying to bring that all together. So the question would be, what kind of skills do you see yourself utilizing to bring this together? Of course, you got to have that eye, I'm sure, for talent and the idea of what is funny. I think that's obvious. But what other skills that people could relate to do you incorporate with this? One thing I think is kind of interesting about my industry, just the arts in general, Mm -hmm. is I use so many different skills I never really thought would go together. But when I think about it, they... I guess the simple answer is communication is really one of the number one things. I spend most of my time talking with people, Mm -hmm. trying to find out, you know, what is your idea? How does that work with my idea? You know, or you have a bad idea. How can we make it good? (laughs) Or you don't like my idea. How can I convince you that this is maybe the route to go? So 
a lot of it is just communicating with people, trying to figure out, you know, is this the kind of project that you want to be involved in or not be involved in? Is is this a good time of the year for this kind of show to come up? That that sort of thing. Okay. But for me, it's a, it's fascinating just the wide range of skills I've developed just being in the arts. I have, like I said, communication is certainly key and having the ability to just talk to a group of people and be able to get a room full of people, whether I'm pitching an idea to somebody that because I need the money to put a show on or right. whether I'm talking to an audience, it's still a similar skill set. You know, you have to read that crowd. You have to know, is this going to work? Is, is what I'm saying just falling flat right now? And, you know, so you got to, there's a lot of those nonverbal cues you got to have to pick up from people right. and figure out, yeah, this is working or it's not working. With strictly a comedy show, it's a little bit easier because you're getting laughs. And mm -hmm. if you're not getting laughs or you're not getting very many, then you know, oh, okay, I really <laughs> need to change what I'm doing here. Right. But I think that is relatable to like in a presentation sense or in a business setting, you have to figure out, you know, you're working with a client, you want to make a sale or you have a product that's going to be put out to market. You need to know, is this the right decision? Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? And you're going to have to test your audience in a lot of ways and see sure. if, if this is the right way to go. You know, you mentioned there as far as maybe you're pitching to raise some funds for an event or something you may do from that regard. I often wondered with comedy, do you sense there's a little less respect in the comedy realm versus the other arts, whether it be music or, you know, other types of performance art in a way? Is it still sort of that little brother that people look down upon or do you see it gaining some respect, whether it be locally or what you've seen nationally as well? I think there's definitely a, a larger level of respect for that genre now mm -hmm. than there used to be. I, you know, when it was first developing on television in the 50s, it was a very high class level of entertainment. Okay. The, the humor that was coming out in some of those shows was political based or was just about society as a whole. And that's really where the humor was coming across was, hey, let's take a look at ourselves as a society and let's laugh together. Right. And then I think over the years, in some regards, comedy has sort of been cheapened in a way. You can you know, have different levels of comedy that are funny to one person, but not to somebody else or less socially relevant or less politically driven. And now we're in a place just with technology and mm -hmm. just with the way that the industry has changed, that you have all these subgenres. So you don't just have the two or three people on television at night being the funny ones, you know, presenting in a late night talk show format or something like that or a sitcom. You have every type of comedy you could possibly imagine is accessible. Right. So if you really enjoy one specific type of humor, you can find that. And that's what I love about comedy is that it can be such a personal and intimate experience for people. You might find tripping over a banana peel is the funniest thing ever, whereas the guy sitting next to you could not find any humor in that whatsoever. It's <laughs> right. kind of remarkable when you can get a, a room full of people that aren't necessarily like-minded to all share you know, in such a powerful emotion as laughing together and having a good time. It's just... I guess that's why I do it. Well, and that, that's a great point because let's say you are putting on an event and you're trying to find that mix of talent. Are you looking to diversify as much as possible to hit on everybody or are you looking, okay, here's probably what our audience is like, so we'll hit on these main points. How do you work that out? I mean, there's, it's certainly a delicate balance. I, mean, I certainly, as a producer, my job, I feel, is to make sure that the performers and the audiences are both having a great time. Mm -hmm. If one of those is unbalanced, I don't feel like that's a very solid show. If the audience is having a blast, but the performers aren't having very much fun, it's really not as good of a show as it could be. I guess that 
that can be relatable like in a work environment if you have employees that just aren't giving it their all, mm -hmm. the whole company can suffer. Even though if the company's doing well, sure. it can be even better. So for me, it's really important, you know, to look at that balance and to say, you know, okay, this is the kind of style that you have. And I think that's a great range that's going to work for this particular audience. But it's unfortunate you can't always prepare that in the way. You don't always know what kind of people are going to be at your audience. And I rely on the comedians that I hire and the performers that I work with to know that they're professional enough to, to read the room and say, yeah, you know what? That joke was a little blue and it didn't land very well. So we're going to change it up and we're going to go in this direction and hopefully get that audience to jump back on board with us. Right. You know, or if you have a whole bit prepared that's going to go in one direction and you're fooling around with the audience and they're really into it, then as a comedian, you might decide, yeah, I want to stay with that. I'm going to you know, not worry about my act and I'm going to do it this way because that's what's making the experience more fun for me, more fun for the audience. So you can, what I always like to say is you can prepare as much as possible and you sort of prepare for the worst right. and you hope for the best. It's a good way to look at it. And, uh, you know, I give all the credit to all those individuals who can at the drop of a hat change things up or, you know, the improv side of things. I think, I think it's incredible what they can do. I, I've seen plenty of local you know, acts that have done that. I think that's really cool. In talking about the performers themselves, obviously you understand what it takes within the business. I'm sure some listening are like, hey, you know, I'd like to break in in some capacity. Where do I begin? How does it start? What are my options? What would you offer up maybe as just a, even a small piece of advice for those people out there who'd be interested in breaking into the business? Well, for Milwaukee specifically, it's going to be sort of a different answer mm -hmm. than, say, if you're in New York sure. or Chicago or L.A. But I think generally speaking, the best thing to do is to just try it, even if it's on the smallest level, even if you have the desire to try to write stand-up material and you just do it for your family or you perform for your kids or, or your significant other or your mom. I'm going to say, for me, I feel like that'd be harder to do. Like if you're doing it for like three people who really know you, like they're going to bash you. But maybe, that, maybe that's a learning experience. Uh, maybe you have know. different friends than I do, but <laughs> I, think, I don't know, man. Well, at least with the situation, like with your mom, it's a supportive environment sure. where they want you to do well, hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, um, depending <laughs> on your background. But in a room full of strangers, it can be a tough situation because if somebody knows you and they're like, oh, that's funny because that's how he always is. Sure. Then that's a little bit easier of a crowd to push. You know, your mom always knows what Thanksgiving is like every year. So right. you make a Thanksgiving joke about how the turkey got burnt. Ah, oh, you know, that joke kills. But you do that same joke in front of an open mic audience right. and you might get crickets. You yeah. know, there might yeah. be a bunch of people sitting around not knowing. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen. But my advice would be to just try it. In every city, you know, and um, most decent sized towns, there's some sort of an open mic night or right. some sort of an ability to, to get a group of people together and try it. And the worst thing that can happen is nobody will laugh, but nobody will really know who you are necessarily. <laughs> you don't really have anything to lose. You can try right. it. But I've had a lot of people that have tried it and had it go fairly well or didn't go as bad as they expected, you know, and that has spawned an entire career of, of wanting to do comedy. For as far as improv and, and sketch is related, so sketch and stand-up are both really writing-based where you, you need to kind of develop a, a concept, right. figure out what is the joke, what's making this funny, and then try to deliver it in the right way. With improv, it's really a little bit more difficult to do that individually. But if you have a group of friends or some people, you know, you like to joke around with, it's one, again, one of those things, try it. See, you know, pick up a book about improv and try some of the, the games that are in there. Try different things. But 
what it all really comes down to is just working hard and, mm -hmm. and having those goals and wanting to meet those goals. So if your goal is you just want to make your friends and family laugh at the holidays, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, that makes everybody happy. And, you know, maybe you'll get better Christmas gifts next year. Who knows? <laughs> but if your goal is to be a nationally touring stand-up comedian, right. you know, well, then that that takes a different kind of dedication, not necessarily more talent, just more drive. Sure. I think that brings up the question people have as well, you know, we, of course, are going to always notice the national acts, whether it be, again, they somehow appear on TV or in a movie or, or whatever, they're touring across the country. Can you create a full-time career on a local scale, on a regional scale? Not necessarily in Milwaukee, okay. unless you're branching out to other things. If right. you're just doing stand-up, there's not necessarily enough stand up happening in town all the time right. to be able to do that and not have another job. Okay. But Chicago is a little bit different, much bigger town. In fact, arguably one of the largest comedy cities in the world. Hmm. So for that to be in our backyard, it's fairly easy for somebody living in our community to drive an hour and a half south and expand on their career a little bit. Right. I think, again, it, it, you know, if you're in a city like New York or even Atlanta or San Francisco, places where there's a lot of comedy happening, Chicago, as I said, then you're going to have a little bit easier time finding those kinds of jobs on a regular basis. But having said that, if you're working hard at what you're doing and you're starting to get noticed, then I think the work can come. You, sure. know? you can also create your own abilities to have work. A lot of comedians will self-produce shows because there's that need and desire to want to make people laugh and to mm -hmm. entertain. But if there aren't enough opportunities, then people will branch out and try to put their own shows on. And that's really how I got started and how a lot of people in Milwaukee um, get started doing comedy or, or continue to do comedy. Right. There's just that love of the craft. And you know what? I don't see another way to do this right now. So let's Let's try it ourselves. Let's do this and see how that works. Speaking of which, when it comes to the Milwaukee Comedy Festival, how did that come about? What was the thinking behind that? Because if I'm not mistaken, 2015 is what, 10th year? It's yeah, gonna be 10 for years. It. I mean, obviously it's been successful, but take us back to where it started, why it started, how it started. <laughs> um, I think part of it was I just didn't realize it was going to be a bunch of hard work. I just, <laughs> it was Originally, we called it the first annual Sketch and Improv Festival. As a joke, I just called it the first annual. Right. Never thought we'd ever do it again. But there was this sort of underground comedy scene going. There's comedy sports happening. There's comedy cafe off of you know Brady Street. There's mm -hmm. these other places to do comedy, but there was no local comedy scene, really. So there was sort of this different groups of people that were doing some improv and some sketch, and we just kind of... We're all sitting around thinking, you know, hey, let's just put a big show on and just sort of showcase this to sort of help let people know, hey, this is happening in town. Right. And it was a huge success, um, partly because there just was a desire for people, I think, in town wanted to laugh and were looking for something different to do. And there just wasn't anything like that happening in a town. And over the years, it's been really exciting to watch that grow and to also watch the comedy scene grow locally and in, into something that's a little bit more sustainable. So. I don't know which started which, but I do know that as, you know, the comedy festival and the comedy scene are kind of in tandem. There's a lot of strength right. in the two, and, it, and it's a matter of, you know, just having that motivation to, to want to keep things going. No, I think that's really cool. And uh, I, I love comedy, so I think it's awesome to hear that there's that development that has gone on in the past and obviously uh, what you guys are doing now as well. 
The last thing I want to touch on it really is just getting a feel from you. What do you really just love about the comedy industry itself? Uh, maybe where it's going? Just to pick out a few things here or there that maybe those listening don't really get or wouldn't understand, but that you can bring to us. I just really enjoy connecting people through happiness. To me, that is a very powerful thing to be able to do. Like I mentioned before, having a room full of people and having them all unite together over a joke, especially in this day and age, there's so much violence and anger and there's so much of a difference between political parties and just the economic climate. Everything is different at least, you know, from how it felt a few years ago. And I feel like everybody just needs a good laugh. So to be able to offer that to people is just such a powerful feeling. That's really what motivates me. I just, I enjoy, I think I used this statement before, I enjoy putting the puzzle pieces together. I really look at producing as having all these little parts that don't really fit together, but you sort of figure out, oh, okay, I see. And it starts to take shape and right. you realize, hey, it's a cat, you know, or whatever <laughs> the puzzle ends up being. And now seems to be more exciting than ever because, like I said, there's so many little genres of comedy. You can, you know, not just clean comedy or blue comedy, but there's a thousand different types in between. You know, you have stuff for kids. You have stuff that's maybe clean, but not for kids. You right. have any sort of level you can imagine, and it's all accessible to people. But you also have to want to find it. So what I really see my job as doing is, is taking the idea of comedy and entertainment and saying, hey, this is accessible to you. You know, there's something for everybody. There's this variety of comedy because if you say, well, I don't really like stand-up, right. you know, but you come and see an improv show and then you see some stand-up that you really like, that can change somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, or somebody says, oh, I don't really know what improv is. That doesn't interest me. And then you go out to see a stand-up comedian and you get to experience some improv that can change somebody's life to see something in that level. And, and like you said, you touched on what if that's something that you want to do or you want to try it, mm -hmm. you have no idea how comedy can affect your other parts of your life. You know, there's just a lot of skills that can come from, you know, like I said, c communicating with people, not just one-on-one, -on -one, but communicating to a room full of people. And you have a certain message you're trying to get across. And these are all themes that come across in comedy that seem to translate, you know, fairly well into other aspects of, of people's work and uh, career. Matt, if uh, people were interested in getting in touch with you or finding more about Milwaukee comedy, where would they go for that? I try to keep it nice and easy and uh, <laughs> say MilwaukeeComedy.com. That always works the best, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> uh, we have been speaking today with Matt Kempel. He is the live events producer for Milwaukee Comedy, as well as the founder of the Milwaukee Comedy Festival. Matt, thanks for coming in, sharing some of this information. Uh, I, I enjoy hearing about it. I'm sure our listeners did as well. So thanks again. Thank you. And of course, if you are interested in getting in touch with us here at LJN Radio, you can shoot us an email, ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter. Find us at the LJN. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. 